0: Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just over broke job by investing in real estate so you never ever have to work a job again. And is it possible to start investing when you're pretty young, like 20, 22, 23 years old? Well, yes it is, and I'm bringing on somebody who's gonna show us how he did it and how you can do it as well. All right, let's start the show.
1: Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And
0: now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up, guys? Super pumped to have you here on the show with me today. Now, I started investing when I was 26 years old. Well, let, let me take that back. I guess I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was 26 years old, and then when I was 27 years old, I started investing in real estate, and that really changed my life dramatically, and honestly, I literally figured out my own, and this was the process that I took to start investing in real estate, and I definitely do not suggest you do this, but I'll quickly go over it. When I was 26 years old, after reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, getting the idea pumped about passive income, making passive income, really just like, man, why do I work an hour to get paid for an hour? That's just ridiculously stupid. Let me start making money where I work one time and get paid over and over again. I thought that's brilliant. Let me do that. And so when I was about 26 years old and to 27, somewhere around there, I was, (laughs) I think it was watching late night infomercial or something like that, where they come on the TV. This guy comes on, hey, we invest in real estate and you can do it too. We're coming to your city and we're gonna have this free seminar for you. You come and we're gonna teach you how to invest. Well, I said, okay, I don't know how to invest in real estate. Let me go ahead and do that. So I went to this quote unquote free seminar. Well, it was technically free, but your time's worth a lot. Anyways, get back to the story. I went there and for an hour, Basically, all it was, was a huge rah-rah sales pitch type thing to say, you can do it. And look what I've done. I've bought this house over here. I fly on these planes. I drive these cars. I have all this much money. And I'm like the billionaire and all that sort of stuff. And you can do it too. So it's super hype, super rah-rah. And then after the end of the hour, they say, okay, guys, see those people in the back of those tables, those credit card machines back there? Now, we normally charge $800,000, I'm joking, but a lot of money. We normally charge $800,000 for this uh, two-day seminar that we're gonna be putting on, but if you run to the back right now, we'll take the first 30 people, and the first 30 people, instead of charging you $800,000, it's only gonna be $1,000. Run back there right now. So I was like, oh, I'm young and gullible. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I ran back there, and I, I got into that two-day seminar. Now, I went to that two-day seminar thinking, okay, I knew I got to spend some money to learn, you know, you, you go to college and you pay to learn and get a piece of paper. It's called a degree and you go get a career. Well, I can afford or not afford, but like I can pay for knowledge. I completely understand that. So I ran it back, get a thousand dollars for the two day seminar. Then I went to the two day seminar. I kid you not. It was another two days of sales pitching basically giving you such a broad overview of everything that you don't really even know what to do from wholesaling to flipping to tax deeds to land investing to rental properties to short-term, like everything under the sun. it was There was so much information that you had no clue what to do, but basically here's what they do. They give you all that information or hype on what you can do, what's possible, but the house after the second day or the end of the second day, no, let me take that back one full a day of training, or quote unquote teaching training. The next day you get in there, it's maybe two more hours of training, but the rest half of the other day. So it's really like one hour or one day and two hours worth. All it is the rest of the time is trying to get you to purchase into their courses. So one of their, like the rental property course was like $40,000 for the rental property course. The flipping course was like $34,000. The wholesaling course was like $28,000. Like it was just absolutely nuts how much they wanted. And they wanted to you know charge you and then you fly out to wherever, I think it was like in Florida, where these guys were located and you fly out there and you work with them for like a week to two weeks and then you're done. Like there's no community, there's nothing after that. And so I did not do that. Now I got into the $1,000 seminar, which if there's anything to say good about it, it got me excited about investing in real estate. That's the one thing. It got me excited. Then I decided to do it myself. And I thought, you know what? If I had $30,000 or $40,000, man, I need that to buy a property. So what I decided to do was go on my own. So I was 26, 27 years old, bought my first property and flew out from California to all the way to Ohio and started investing. Now I did it the wrong way. Now, you know, I teach the right way. Now you build the business first. You don't do what the gurus all tell you. you find a property, run the numbers, make sure you're making a little money and in passive income. This is the wrong way. They say make a little money in passive income, had to clarify, it's the wrong way, and then from there, you're making $50 a month in passive income, but you'll get appreciation, which is going to be great, and then you pay thousands of dollars to buy the property, more and more thousands of dollars to fix up the property, and then you find somebody to rent the property, and then you find a property manager. Well, that's just about backwards. Now, here at Master Passive Income, I teach you the right way, or at least the way it's worked for me, and hundreds... I actually might be in the thousands of students. And this process has worked over and over again. And today I am super pumped to bring on a younger investor. I wish I started. I think he started when he was like 21 or 22. But when I interviewed him, he was 23 and he's already building and growing his real estate investing business. Imagine if you're like 62 years old and you're thinking, Oh my goodness, like I have not been able to invest in real estate. I'm just finding out about it. And I wanna retire. I have my job. I'm not able to retire with my job. You might be stuck there and you might be working until you're 70, 80 years old, which would be just tragic. And imagine if you were at 62 years old or let's say 65 years old. In five years, you were able to become successfully unemployed because you invest in real estate. I mean, it's dramatically faster if you have somebody that can coach you. If I would have started when I was 21, I might have been able to retire when I was 31. Or if I was 31 and I had somebody, got a mentor or got somebody that's really going to show me how to invest, it might have instead taken me 10 years, which it did take me 10 years to eventually quit my job, it might have taken me like five years, like so much less because the other people that are helping me, like the the mentors or the coaches, like I coach students, they are dramatically faster than I ever imagined I could have been because more than likely it's because all the mistakes that I did that set me back, I'm helping them. Like they're not doing those mistakes and all the wins that I got, I'm helping them to get those wins and and move forward. Like most of my students, like within the first two or three months, we're already putting in offers and usually by the fourth maybe fifth month, we are closing on a property. We got one property in contract, we're closing on it, getting their first property. And I kid you not, it's so amazing. The second property usually comes within, I want to say a month, like usually take some years to get their first property. In fact, you know, they, they're they trying, trying, trying. And then we start coaching within two or three months, they're putting in offers, getting one under contract. And then the second property comes so much faster, like within a month at the very most, it seems like obviously everybody's different cases. But It seems like everybody is so fast because, and here's the reason why we build a business. We build a business that runs on its own. And all we got to do is find another piece of inventory. Our properties are inventory. Our properties are not the business. Our business owns properties. Our business owns inventory, and that's our properties. And so today I'm bringing on a student of mine, super fantastic guy. He is young and hopefully on his way to quitting his job, that J-O-B by investing in real estate. And I want to see you do that too. So this is why I'm bringing him on. One of my students, Luke Fisher, onto the show. All right, here we go. Luke Fisher, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you being on.
1: Absolutely, Dustin. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Uh, Just as we get, before we get started, I just want to say uh, I absolutely love your enthusiasm And I can really tell that you love real estate and I love real estate. And so just like listening to your podcast, it really, uh, it's just really, really encouraging hearing your voice and everything like this guy loves what he's doing. And like, I want to do what this guy's doing. So I appreciate that about you.
0: Thanks, man. That's great. I really appreciate you hearing that. And for everybody listening to this on the podcast, I'm actually recording it as well. So if you want to watch this on YouTube, you could see that Luke and I are just having a conversation here. He and I just like your next door neighbors, we're just normal guys that want to help each other out. And so if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash YouTube, you can definitely watch everything on there as well. Um, but man, okay, so Luke, Take us back to when you first got it into passive income and real estate. Now, what were you doing in life, and that got you to switch into thinking, "I want passive income, and I want rental properties as well." You got to
1: take me back to to when I got my first job, which honestly wasn't that long ago. I'm I'm pretty young, um, but. Uh,
0: so, Pause that. I love that you're, how young you are. I got started when I was 26 and 27. I wish I would have started sooner. And I have young people that start like as early as 19, which is amazing. Imagine awesome. starting at 19 and then 10 years later, you know, when you're 29, being able to quit your job. Anyways, sorry, go ahead and, and finish your story.
1: Well, absolutely. Like, oh, well, the, the earlier, the better. I mean, just thinking like you started, you start at 19 and you just really hit it hard. You can graduate, or graduate. You can, you know, quit your job uh well before 29 it's just a really cool uh, awesome thing you can do anyway um so yeah uh got hired i've worked in agriculture i've really only ever had one job um but uh worked in agriculture and uh, uh as soon as i graduated from high school and uh it's long hours everything you know i i like to work and everything but uh you know i had my girlfriend who is my wife now um girlfriend at the time um and wasn't able to spend a ton of time with her wasn't able to spend a ton of time with my friends i was paying for school uh getting through school and so i just i didn't have a lot of free time and uh you know i thought work was for me and but i, I need a different kind of work you know um so uh, I kept going through, and and I'm like, there's got to be something better. And so I I've always been kind of interested in real estate. I always wanted to buy my own house, just like just pride of ownership type of thing. Um, so I started listening to Dave Ramsey, uh, and uh, I I was going to school. I was going to school for finance, listening to Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey says uh, you need to uh, pay off all your debt i mean only going to debt to go to school but pay out get all your debt paid off and everything so i'm like all right i'm gonna do that so no debt for school pay everything off uh do what dave ramsey says and then uh and then he says okay now you can go get a house it's best to pay pay cash for it but uh you can get a loan i said okay dave i'm gonna go get a loan so uh i kind of saved up some money and at this point i just graduated from college and um so I went and go get a, get, got a house. It's a small, little. it's this house, actually two bed, one bath. Um, and, uh, and, I, and so I got that and I'm like, Oh, well, what's the next step? I'm working my job. I've you know had a job since I was 18. I'm, I think like 23 at this point. Uh, but I just, I didn't really want to work a whole lot more. And so I just started looking at, at avenues and different places to just, uh, get out and, uh, I, I guess just leverage myself because, um, you know, like you said, I don't like trading dollars for hours. It's just not the lifestyle I want to do. So uh, I just kind of started searching more and listening to your podcast and everything. And, and that's kind of where it started.
0: That's that's terrific. Yeah. I find that Dave Ramsey is fantastic for probably about 90% of the population out there. Most people, they're not geared to be investors like us. Or they don't see the, the vision that we have and what it can be. Um, but it's great, great information um, to get you financially educated. But then from there, to actually be wealthy, to be able to where you don't have to work a job, we need to have outside education. So now you, you found my podcast, started listening to it. Now tell me about your purchase of your first house. Now you have a two bedroom, one bathroom where you're currently living in. And where do you currently live? And then where did you buy your first rental property?
1: Sure, uh, so I uh, purchased my two bed, one bath in Spokane, Washington. Uh, to where I've grown up, and here nearly my entire life. Um, and then I have my property 1,800 miles away in the south in Birmingham, Alabama.
0: Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> so, man, okay. How do you do that? Like, how do you buy so far away from you and not worry about the property, not worry about the 2 a.m. phone calls? Because that's what everybody worries about is a 2 a.m. phone call. So how do you do that?
1: Uh, Two letters for you. P.M. Property Manager. I mean, that's really all there is to it.
0: (laughs) Now, I completely agree with you. Okay. So you live in Spokane, Washington, but you're investing in Alabama. Now, I personally believe that if you go into the Midwest, down in the Southeast and the Carolinas into Florida, there are some great areas to invest in. In fact, all my students are investing. Now, you just took the took leave. you were learning, 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 and then you realize, okay, let me go ahead and get some more education. Now, let me ask you, how much do you think in a roundabout numbers did you pay for college? Probably 30 grand. Yeah. Okay. $30,000. Pretty 000. cheap.
1: Pretty cheap, actually. Just
0: in- That's much cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Much cheaper than I heard from most people. Usually it's like 50, 60, $70,000. Well, you took my course, the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System. And if you paid $1,000 just for that one course, and then you make money from a property that you bought from it, it pays for itself. And when you think about it, if you go to college, If you go to college, you're basically hoping to get a job after. You get a piece of paper that says you completed and you spent $50,000 or $30,000 for the piece of paper. And then you got to go find a job. Well, this, man, if you just forewent that and just started investing, like all of my kids, I am literally teaching them. And I encourage you as well, Luke, when you have your kids and every – Uh, for everybody listening. Um, Luke, you, you can hold me accountable to this. Your kids will absolutely, you guys already bought into the course. Make sure that they take the course. I want them to learn. I want them to grow, give them your access so that they can get in there. I just, this is generational wealth. I want people to realize that, man, this is going to change your life. Can I just, a little side note right there. So, uh, I'm totally
1: a, a believer in you do not need to go to college. I've been there. I've done that. Uh, I think we need to change the school system a little bit to to teach basic financial education. And honestly, if I just knew my basic financial education, time, value of money, something just easy stuff like that, that's all you need. And so uh, like you're saying, if I were to just not, like take my 30 grand, that's more than a down payment for the market that I'm looking at. And uh, yeah, I'd be much more ahead. So I'm totally a believer. I've been there, done that uh, college, uh, most likely won't be for my kids. Uh, don't have them yet, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah. I, I told my kids cause I have money for them for not necessarily for college. Cause I don't, I personally don't believe that everybody needs to go to college. I personally believe you can actually do it without it and go buy real estate, start your own business, so many different ways. I know personally that I could teach my kids how to make money and provide for themselves and their families so much better than almost everybody. I mean, other than more like Warren Buffett or something, you know, the, the really top dogs. I know I could teach them really well, so I'm going to be teaching them. Now, okay, so from here, you buy your first house, you're listening to Dave Ramsey, now you're realizing, I want to buy my first property. Walk us through the, for the deal that you have, the, the property that you bought, how you found it, how you funded it, um, you know, how you're managing it, and how you built the business first.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess first I was looking in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. I really thought I wanted to get a property there. And so I was looking there. I was learning the area. I talked to a bunch of property managers in Cleveland. Uh, it was actually kind of a suburb I was looking at. as Parma.
0: I have a property in Maple Heights, which is right around Cleveland. Okay. Too, yeah. So, I, know yeah, yeah. Right
1: so uh, I, I really, you know, I kind of liked, I liked the numbers uh, I was working. in. And by the way, I mean, if you know your numbers, you have all the power in the world. Like that's, that's all you need to know. Um, so uh kind of learning the numbers, just, just soak, soaking up as much information as I could. Um, but it, it kind of deterred me a little bit just because the crime was pretty high there. Um, and then the taxes.
0: And hey, guys, get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. And I'll give you, literally give you my real estate investing course showing you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first, how to scale the business, buy the right properties, making $250 or more every single month in passive income. I'll literally just give it to you. You can get started investing right away. Text the word rental to 33777. The
1: taxes are pretty high there as well. And so I was
0: like, "Ah, you know, I
1: don't know if this is for me. I'm going to start looking at other spots. And so it's just kind of a random little deal. I I was listening to the Bigger Pockets podcast and it was even, it's just a commercial or something like for Deal Machine or something. And and all they said was Birmingham, Alabama. Like, and I just heard it and I just clicked. And so uh, I guess there wasn't much of a methodical uh, process looking into Birmingham. So I looked into Birmingham. Taxes were super low. Um, and I mean, you know, there's crime everywhere, but it was a lot lower in the area. And, and the area I'm looking at is Center Point. Um, there in Birmingham but uh so yeah uh decided to go to Birmingham uh and it really I, at this point I had purchased your course and it just really it was so simple like I almost didn't have to think right because you you took me through every single tiny little step and it was it was just easy peasy it was long there was a lot to do it took me about a year to set up the business uh but and, you know, there's a little contract you signed to yourself. And so I said, you know, I'm going to get a prop- property here in three months. Well, I was a little bit discouraged. I didn't meet that because I just had so much more to do. Uh, but, yeah, it took me a long time, but it went through every step, uh, found my property manager, interviewed about five property managers and uh, this guy representing this company. He knew his stuff, he always contacted me just like that. You know, if, if I had a question, just got right back to me and I really highly value that. And then realtors, interviewed about five of those. I picked three that I liked, but the others, um, just the other two just kind of dwindled down and they didn't they didn't communicate with me as much. So there was really one shining star with my realtor. Um, and so, yeah, just building that business, uh, it, it, it took some time, but uh, it was it was definitely worth it.
0: So was it a year from the time you really started you jumped into Ultimate Real Estate Investing System and then eventually bought your property? Uh maybe a little
1: bit less, but pretty close.
0: I mean that's that's terrific. I know when I first got started, it took me about six to twelve months. I can't remember exactly because it was quite a little while ago, but um it took me quite a while to actually do it and I didn't know what I was doing. I literally flew there. Now I gotta ask you a question. Did you fly to Alabama to look at the area?
1: Uh my family and friends think I'm Absolutely nuts, but no, I've never seen it.
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. All the 30 plus properties I have, I've literally only seen one of them before I bought it. And I've only seen two total out of all of them. And I don't go to the States. That <laughs> I'll never go yeah, back to the States yeah. unless I need to. But yeah, so is that nerve wracking to do that? Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, you know, you kind of say uh, in your podcast and when you're teaching, uh, it's only inventory. Don't get emotional about it. Well, that kind of goes out the window when it's your first deal. You're gonna be emotional about it, and it's it's a little nerve-wracking. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was kind of scary, but but I had to hold my hand the entire way through, and I said, you know, like Dustin's done this, he says it's okay. I know my numbers. It's gonna be fine. So.
0: Awesome. So everybody listening, I have the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System. That's a course that I created hundreds and hundreds of hours of my personal time I put in it to do the teaching. But I do also have a free course that's basically going to show you in a nutshell everything you need to do. So if you text the word rental to 33777, 33777, rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, I'll give you my free real estate investing course. It's a PDF. You'll download, get see basically how to do it. And then the ultimate real estate investing course is like a hundred times that. So there's so much more to learn, but I need to want you to get started. So from there, Luke, we now have, tell us about the property. How big is it? How much did you buy it for? How much passive income do you make?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a three bed, one and a half bath, uh, 13, square feet, one car garage. Um, I was really trying to get the two car garage cause you know, that's your like spiel and the two bath didn't quite get there. Um, but uh it, you know in that area it's kind of f- hard to find the two car garages it's it's uh it's a real struggle um so yeah brick house it's got a decent sized lot right by an elementary school um uh, good neighborhood pretty low crime um probably probably a three star three out of five stars as far as just the neighborhood goes
0: that's great so when Luke just mentioned the three bedroom, one and a half bath, two car garage, 1300 square feet. So in the course I teach that the cookie cutter home, this is the type of home that everybody wants to either rent or buy when you want to sell is a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage from 1200 to maybe 1500 square feet. And I teach so much about reasons why and how to find them and all that sort of stuff. But there, um, You did that, so that's great. And to also touch on the bathroom and the garage, the only one that we do not change or cannot go under is the two bedroom. We never buy two bedrooms; those are horrible. I've bought them before; they're not good. Just don't do it. There's so many more three bedroom, but the two bathroom and the two car garage. It's okay if in that specific area where you're investing, they all don't have two car garages. So if you have, let's give you an example. Let's say you have the one house. Out of 500 that have a one-car garage, all the other ones have two-car garages. That's not good. You want to have like kind. Same thing with if all the other properties have two bathrooms and you have the one that has one bathroom, they're like, yeah, I'm going to move on. So that's what he's saying. Okay, from there, Luke, talk to us about how much if you if you don't mind sharing, how much did you buy it for? What are your expenses every single month? How did you how did you fund that property as well?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I they were asking uh, 89 for it. Um, I offered 78, and then they countered at 84, and so I said, okay, I'll do it at 80. And so uh, w- we had a contract at 80. Um, and then my uh, mortgage broker said, hey, you know what? You're you know you're an investor and everything. You like to keep your cash. Why don't you say 82,000, and that way your monthly payment is just a slight, slight bit more. But you get to—they cover the closing costs, and so you get to keep that cash, and you can just, you know, keep uh keep your business going. So I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. You know, it's—I don't know what the math works out to, but ten dollars more, if that, probably not even that, a month. Um, so yeah, it's um, uh, it rents for nine hundred bucks a month. Uh, the mortgage escrow and insurance is four forty-three. So I'm taking home before. And then my property management is eight percent, so it's about three hundred eighty-five dollars of net income from that, um, and that's not taken into account, you know, repairs, vacancy, all that. But vacancy. but actual yeah. cash flow on a good month is yeah three eighty-five.
0: Whew man, that is brilliant. Okay, so I do. There's a couple things I want to touch on. Number one. Uh, the mortgage broker was absolutely correct to recommend you asking that. Now, number uh, for him, he's going to get maybe make a little bit more money, but not much. It's only $2,000, but it's really, really smart because you're saving your cash. That's an extra closing costs are going to be like three dollars to $4,000. You're incre- or maybe two, dollars $2, to $4,000, depending on what it is. So you're basically prepaying it by having your mortgage, but you have more cash. Long story short, that's a great pro tip for everybody listening to this after you've already done it you know, already have your contract, you're already ready to go. It's just going to help the um, seller to realize, Hey, we're just shifting the money a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit more. You're going to pay the, it, they don't have any reason to say no. It just, it's just silly, but they would but I do also want to touch on. So I love negotiating. That's like one of my favorite things to do, especially in real estate. You literally, if we, if we just go off to $80,000, cause you know, with the closing costs and everything, you, they were asking 89 or well, almost $90,000 you got them down to eighty thousand dollars. That's ten thousand dollars that you saved by negotiating. I, I'm, I'm so excited for you, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh
1: yeah. Well, I, I guess um, I don't know. It's just it was really cool. It, it was probably, or um, well, just a few days. As soon as I saw the property, and and I. I, I guess I'm kind of a weirdo, but I look at, at Zillow like a hundred times a day. I'm always looking at Zillow and just, I, I like looking at deals. So You need to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I saw the property, uh, showed it to my uh, realtor and said, yeah, this looks like a good deal. We put an offer in that night and it was ready to go. Um, so and, and I do everything on my phone. So there's hardly any time I ever use my computer. I actually little side note uh you emailed me before it's like make sure you have a web- webcam i said oh crap i don't have a webcam so i went to walmart like 30 minutes before the interview grabbed a <laughs> webcam <laughs> set it up so i now have a webcam so that's pretty cool um
0: awesome <laughs> yeah so i do everything cool. on Thanks, my phone.
1: yeah everything on my phone email that stuff i scan documents all that and so it was it was just really uh and I would already put in offers before, probably about on five different houses and it just fell through. But it was really just kind of a seamless process. Um, it just, I guess just stressing, being able to do everything on your phone, at least for me, it just, it, it just makes everything
0: so much easier. When I first started investing, it was in 2005, 2006, None of this was available. Like, literally, it was not available. I think Zillow had just got started right around there and everything. I was doing my best to try to make it as online as possible, but it still wasn't. It is so easy in today's yeah. day and age to invest in real estate just on your phone. We literally don't fly anywhere. It's so awesome. And now you're making close to $400 in passive income from that property. Now, obviously, not counting for repairs, capital expenses, because... It, Now here's one, and you already know this because you're in the course. But for everybody listening, what we try to do is keep uh, save up for repairs and expenses up to two times the rent amount. So let's say it's a thousand dollars for rent. We try to save up to two thousand dollars, put into account per property. Now once you get to ten, you probably don't need twenty thousand dollars or more because not all of them are get broken at one time. Long story short, you want to save up to two times the rent. Now, from there, my opinion is just that's your money to save to buy another property. So does that make sense to you, Luke? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: You, you got to have your reserves and save your money. And, and, uh, I mean, uh, I like, I like putting it into like a little, I like to, um, trade options a little bit and stuff like that. So I like to put it in kind of a, another account that makes a little bit of money off of it. Not a whole lot, but I mean, more than your 3% higher than inflation, but yeah, it's good to have that extra cash. Uh, Absolutely important. Cash
0: flow is king. So, yeah, it sure is. Now, how did you get the down payment? Because that's a lot of people. They, they, well, how do I get the down payment number one? How do I get the financing? Talk to, because you got a mortgage broker, which is great. We interview. And oh, one thing I do want to quickly touch on you interviewed five property managers. That is absolutely like we have to interview as many property managers. I always recommend five to six property managers interview them because over time, after you interview two or three different times with each one, some will rise to the top, like your number one, your number two, and number three. You go with your number one, you keep your number two as a backup, and number three is a backup, a backup. So I definitely want to touch on that. Now, with financing and funding, how did you have money for the down payment? And then how did that financing come?
1: Um, well, you know, and originally I thought, you know, I'm just going to have to save a ton, right? I, I need close to 20 grand to get a house. That's a lot of money, especially for a kid. It's like, what the heck? How am sure I going to get is. that money? So um, I had bought a house. I bought a house I live in in 2017, and uh, my um, mortgage broker said, "Well, what do you think about cash out refinance?" Um, And so, you know, I didn't know much about it. Did research and everything, and and it seemed like a good idea. And at the time, interest rates have have dropped. I mean, not as low as they are right now, but interest rates have dropped. my house had gone up tremendously in value just because the Spokane market is like that right now. Um, And so I did a cash out refi um, and uh, pulled out about 13 grand from that. And then uh, they only let you do, I think is 75 to, it's 80% loan to value. Um, So I couldn't pull out as much equity as I wanted to. So then they suggested, well, you know, you tr- you're trying to get as much cash as you can. So why don't you do a HELOC on top of that? So I did a home equity line of credit on top of that and got an extra $15,000. And then oh, so that coupled with, and I actually never touched the HELOC, but I have it just, you know, it's always good to have cash on hand Smart. or credit on hand. So uh, the 13000 coupled with uh, just kind of saving like a madman and... Uh, um, You know, my wife and I—we drive. She has a two thousand dollar car. I have a two thousand dollar car. We live well below our means. It's it's uh, it's um, just living cheaply, saving money, and uh, but the the main thing really is just that cash out refi. If you got a house, uh, that is absolutely the way to do it. If you want to grow and leverage yourself,
0: that's brilliant. I love the idea of using the cash refinance. I've done that so many times. It's not even funny how many times I've done it. But a home equity line of credit on top of that. See, banks will give you credit when you don't need it. When you do need it, like you're like, hey, my business is failing. I really need it. They're like, I'm not going to give you that money because it's just going to go away. So if you have it now for the future, it's going to be so much better. Now, as you're talking about saving up money and having money from a property that you're cashing out, which is awesome. And that's a great thing about real estate. The equity continues to go up, especially imagine this one particular rental property that you have now, you've already captured that equity of $10,000. So, you know, at, let's say $90,000 is probably the value, maybe more now, but you bought it for $80,000. Well, shoot, that's captured of equity of $10,000. And as it appreciates over time, you could even do that refinance on those properties, which I've even bundled four or five properties together, pulled all the cash out, bought more. There's so many great ways to do this. Okay. So what's the next step for you in buying the next property? I know you're saving, which is great. You're living frugally, which is great. I love that. That's how I am too. What's your next step to buy the next property?
1: Uh, well, currently I'm trying to do another cash out refi. Uh, same house, everything. Uh, yeah, I've done here. that too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, trying to do a cash out refi on, on this guy right here. Um, and so hopefully I'm going to close sometime mid this month. And I'm trying to pull out 20 grand. That's what I'm hoping for. Interest rates are super low right now. So and the really, really cool thing about this is uh, it's almost like pulling money out of thin air. Right. And I'm not getting taxed on it. So uh, I'm my interest rate right now on this house is like four point nine nine. I'm going to bring it down to at least three point seven five. So and pull like 20 grand out. So my my payment may go up a little bit, but it's not going to go up that much you know, it'll go up maybe $50, something like that. But I'm getting a whole $20,000 for 50 bucks a month. Like, <laughs> that, that's amazing. And I can go, you know, make, you know, 11, 12, 15% on top of that, uh, with that money to buy another property. It's just, it's an amazing way to do it. Um, if, if I didn't have a house, and if I, if I didn't have that way, it, it would just it'd be so much harder to, to build up capital.
0: Yeah, I can I completely understand. as we work hard, as we save money, we can also get there. But if you have your own personal property to refinance and pull cash out, that's why I, if anybody comes to me and says, I want to invest in real estate, if they're renting a house, there's a couple of thoughts that come to mind. Number one, if you bought a rental property, you can use that as income to buy your next house, which you can live in. Or if you bought the house yourself, or you did a house hack, which I love the idea of doing a house yeah. hack, you know, buying a duplex, living in one and renting out the other. If you do that as well, you. If you If the more properties you own, the more equity you have. And we, I talked about equity capture, which is just one of the ways that we make money in real estate. Also, just market appreciation just over time. Like you said, you've already done the cash out refinance once, but because the interest rates are so low, prices are still going up. I, I think it's going to keep going up for at least another six months, maybe a year, and then they might kind of plateau a little bit um, inter- because the interest rates are 3%. I mean, shoot, that is so crazy how low that is. Yeah, and yeah. I that $50 a month, let's say if it is $50 a month because the interest rates is lower, which is great. You buy one property, that destroys that $50 a month that you're paying in yeah, extra yeah. for this one mortgage. So And then you still have your home equity line of credit. So thinking about financing, you've got so many options. Now, did you use a regular conventional Ah, uh, loan as a second property or an investment property on the one in in Alabama.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thirty year fixed, conventional, twenty percent down. Um, I mean, twenty percent down sounds like a lot of money, but when it's an eighty thousand dollar property, you know, I think that's like sixteen thousand dollars or something. Sixteen thousand. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, it's a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that much.
0: Yeah, no. For for us who are frugal guys, it's a lot of money, but you just realize how you can utilize other people's money, mm-hmm. refinancing, all that sort of stuff. Even hard money. I've students that use hard money loans to get things uh, and then refinance it out and it's just and here's the best thing, there's just so many best things about real estate. So what I also love is that the numbers are almost fixed. Like they don't change a lot like all of our expenses they're very fixed, like our mortgage doesn't change. And if you get a um, regular 30 year fixed, like we try to do, oh my goodness, it's just, it stays there. Rents go up, but our mortgage yeah. stays here. Yep. And then when that mortgage is gone, we still have that money coming in. I was blessed to be able to pay off a lot of my loans when I quit my job because I just had money coming in. I was like, well, let's just pay this one off. And then let's pay this one off. And then that was just that much more passive income because it wasn't going
1: that was to an a excellent mortgage.
0: problem to have. I got too much money coming in. <laughs> So what is your idea about investing in... I have my own opinion, so I'll I'll give you my opinion after. I want to ask you what your thoughts are. Investing in a brand new... area You're already in Alabama. What's your opinion or what would you do? Would you start a whole new area? Would you still continue in Alabama? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, Well, since... I think it'd be a shame to start in a whole new area since I've already built a business in Alabama. I do want to diversify and go into different areas, but uh, I think at least another two properties, two more in Alabama and in Birmingham in that specific area. I know it pretty well. Um, so yeah, I, I want to just take advantage of the knowledge that I've built up because it's taken a while to build up that knowledge. and then and then i I do want to move to a different area and just, you know, capture something there. Um, but yeah, for for now, Alabama's
0: uh, my area. I wholeheartedly agree. It takes a lot of work to build up the business. It takes a lot of work to know the market, to know what's a good deal. So when a good deal comes on the market, like, that's a good deal. I know because I passed up on one and I'm kicking myself. So I better (laughs) jump on this one. Wholeheartedly agree. Now, a lot of questions or a question I get from a lot of people is how do you know when you have too many properties in one area? And my easy answer is you just internally will know, like you'll just get a sense of that. I can't give you a certain number. It's it comes down to a price point, how much you pay for the property, how many mortgages you have, how stretched thin is your property manager? What's the market? Like so many different things. You are going to know your market so much better than I ever would. For me, it was literally about 12 properties in one area. It's like, you know what? It's about time for me to start branching out. Cause if my property manager, God forbid croaks or, you know, dies or whatever, I'm going to be stuck. Like I need to diversify. So you'll get to that point where you realize, you know what, it's time for me to move on. But here's another great thing. So I completely agree. Keep going with Birmingham, Alabama, keep doing that. But even though you've already built that business, keep buying there. But in the meantime, you know, you've already done it once. Mm -hmm. Like I showed you how to fish instead of just giving you a, a fish and say, here you go, go ahead and eat. No, I showed you how to fish. Now you keep buying in that one area you have more time, let's say in the next six months, start researching a whole another area because you don't need to continually research because you've already built the business here. Start thinking, okay, I'm gonna start analyzing a whole brand new area. While I'm still buying in Alabama, I'm gonna start analyzing a brand new area so when I am ready, I'll already know the market, I already have people set up, the business will already be set up. Does that make sense? Absolutely,
1: that's an excellent pro tip. And yeah, yeah, as soon as I'm ready and I got that money and all that stuff and I'm ready to move, can just kind of nab another property quickly. There's no time wasted. So yeah, no, that makes complete sense.
0: Awesome. I get a lot of questions like, when should I do this? Or when should I do this? Or when should I do this? I guess it's just how my mind uh, works. I try to line things up in not necessarily an order, but I try to do things at the time that is necessary. And I can also do something at the, at the same time. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that come to me for one-on-one coaching, which pausing this whole thought, I love that you just took the course. You didn't get the one-on-one coaching and just from the course, you were able to do this and because that's why, I, that's how I built the, the, the course was like step-by-step. You just do all this, do this whole process and you'll get there. So I love that. But going back yeah. to what I was saying, as you are building your business and thinking about step-by-step and people come to me for one-on-one coaching, and they say, well, should I get education now or should, I? and it's always the or, they always say, or should I you know, get my finances in order first? And I say, well, it's not an or, it's and, because it's going to take time for you to learn. There's so, and for everybody listening, uh, there is a lot to learn. I'm not going to kid you. Inside the course, I spent hundreds of hours creating this. I mean, Luke will absolutely attest to it. There's so much to learn in there, but I put it in there because I want you to be successful. Like, I don't do this to make money, I make my money through real estate. I want you to be successful. In doing this business, so I give you everything that you need. And what I tell people is, if you don't have the finances right now, you will continually grow your finances by saving money, by if you need to work another job, whatever it might be, like refinance. Like if your refinance is going to come through in three months, well, start your education now. So in three months, your education will be caught up to your finances so you can then start investing. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. That Yeah, that's an excellent way to do it. I, I totally agree. Um, just maximizing your brain because it is a really – uh, I think a lot of times and I'm definitely guilty of this um, I say well I'm gonna do this at this point point," and so it's an excuse to put it off and so I'm gonna wait until I, I build up a certain amount of money and then I'm gonna start learning about real estate it's like well, like you said why not do and and just capitalize on your brain and always be thinking and always be kind of multitasking yeah I, I can totally relate to that and that's that's uh, yeah that's an excellent excellent thing to do
0: Awesome, Luke. Now, I have a, a thought that, so I've been working with a couple of students inside the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System and talking to other people, and just between the idea of building a business, you're on your own, And but my thought was, why don't we, in the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System and the Real Estate Wealth Builders community that we have, why don't we do it accountability? accountability like we have a partner or somebody that's maybe developing in a whole brand new area, you guys could be in the same area, but people... Um, who are a part of master passive income student community from there that you get partnered with somebody and you guys hold each other accountable. You, you share what's working for you, maybe share lenders or share property managers or even, Hey, I'm building it over here. You're doing over here. Then we can compare notes. What are your thoughts about, would that be beneficial? Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a part of an accountability group already. Um, And let me just, I, I don't know if I'd even would have been able to do this without them because they're, you tell them your goals It's a a bunch of, a few guys I I just get together with once a month. Um, I guess, uh, shout out to Cody, Chase, Will, and Tanner. Um, Anyway, uh, I get together with them once a month. And yeah, you tell them your goals. And similar minded, they have similar goals. And it's so important because um, I want to come back that next month and say, hey, guys, I met my goals. To have somebody to tell, like, I did it. I worked towards it. And because I don't want to go back the next month and say, yeah, you know, I just was kind of feeling lazy this month and I didn't get my goals done and all that stuff. It's like, no, that that doesn't work. But it's so easy to do when it's just yourself. So yeah, I absolutely love that idea.
0: Awesome. Okay, so that that settles it. Because I've, ha- I've talked to a few students and they they're all for it. I was just trying to figure out, well, does anybody even really want this? And I know for me, as I've gotten to more masterminds or more accountability groups, it just really helps. Exactly like you said, I. Don't want to go and tell all the guys, yeah, I didn't do anything this month. They're like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's well, great. Just- okay. So, so tell us some advice. We, you already told us a lot of great things about how you built the business and how you've done this. Is there anything that you've learned? Is there any lessons learned that you've gone through? Um, what would you suggest that we should know getting started?
1: Well, there are always going to be excuses. I, have gotten the property a little bit earlier, but I, I just kind of put it off because I, I was scared uh, to be honest with you. Um, and but uh, you just if you look at it as especially with like properties that are so cheap, um, the risk is really low. You know, I, I'm telling I tell my family and friends what I what I've been doing and everything, and and they look at me like I'm from another planet. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? What are you doing with your money? Why are you doing this? Um. But you know, I said that my mortgage is $443 a month. Well, if I'm already li- living frugally, and you know, I have reserves and everything, if I don't get the place rented, if it turns into a complete disaster, I can turn around and probably sell it for a loss, you know, a few thousand dollars, maybe a little bit more. But the risk is the is super super low for the reward. And so I would just say go ahead and just do it. I mean, just get that first property under your belt. The the I wouldn't consider my property that I just got um, a home run. I mean, the numbers are good and it works, but I I don't think it's a home run from a business perspective, but it definitely was a home run for a life perspective. It gave me so much confidence to go out and get another one and I have the business now and it, it just, uh, uh, I didn't really believe it, and I was like, "I don't. Is this actually going to work?" And then as soon as I got that first, that first, uh, it was a direct deposit coming in. Oh, I'm I love like, it, man! I like, I, I, I'm successful. I did this. Now there's gonna be, there's gonna be hiccups down the road, and and that's to be expected. But uh, it's just real, so it's just a, such a good feeling, and you just gotta go out and do it. You take us step by step. Uh, uh, to me, it's just, there's no, there's little risk, high reward. Just do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to to think of the the price point that we buy these properties for being anywhere from like $40,000 to 80, maybe a hundred thousand dollars. We try not to get too high above there because we don't need to. We get passive income from these properties and people might say, well, you know, who's going to want to live in those properties? I'm like, absolutely. There are loads and loads of people that will absolutely live. In fact, I'm proof of that. You are Luke proof that people will pay to live in As long as you're giving a good property, you're taking care of it, you're managing it well. And everything that you just said is absolutely right. And uh, here's my perspective. This one absolutely was a home run. And the reason why I say that is because that first property is the hardest. If you get that, if you're making more than $250 on your first property, you, number one, you buy the first property and you're making more than $250 in passive income every single month where you're making close to 400. If you do that, that's literally a home run. And But here's another thing on top of that. You're probably, I have bought 30 plus properties now. And I would say out of all of them, maybe two were perfect. Like literally the best deal. Like, oh my goodness, it could not be any better. Just two. The other ones were like, you know what? I'm going a single or I get a double or I get a triple or some are home runs. Some are better than home runs, some are like grand slams, which are great, but that's what our business is about. As long as we're making that minimum of $250 a month, we're gonna do really well as a business. And here's a big reason why I have that $250 as the benchmark is because it gives us a huge buffer for any errors that we might have made. Let's say we didn't account for a tax or an expense or something, we have that buffer. That's $3,000 a month in passive income that if we need to dip into, like an extra thousand dollars, we still made two thousand dollars that year. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I it's so weird. I I mean, I've I've had this property. I bought it uh, beginning of March, so for very very, I haven't had it very long. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I going through the process and everything, and then right before the deal, I realized you know I had to do a termite inspection and get a termite contract and all that. And so my uh, I had the two hundred fifty, and that was still a little bit of a buffer. And so the deal was still okay because you know, you t- told me to have that buffer. So yeah, I, I've already experienced that, having that cool buffer,
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Okay, so you've given us loads and loads of great advice. Now tell us about anything else that we should know or, you know, because we definitely, there there might be something that you learned like, hey, in Alabama, I just found this by by chance, but I look at Zillow. One thing that I do want you to touch on is looking at Zillow. You say you look at Zillow all the time, which is my favorite tool to find properties, Is there, as we're wrapping up, what are any tools or any tips that you can give on looking at Zillow to make, either maximize our time or make sure we're finding the right properties?
1: Um, I, so really, I I don't, I know it's all about capitalizing on your time and leveraging yourself, but I I, I look at, if you just look at it all every day, basically, I just narrow it down um, to three bed, one bath, cause I like to see the one and a halfs in there and then uh dollars is my max um and so and then i just look at that and i have my parameters and so i I just look at that every day and really um birmingham's a decent sized area but there are not a lot of properties that come on uh on the daily that have fit under those parameters so when i see one that i like like it just a light bulb goes off and so um yeah knowing exactly what you want um you know, I'm looking more into those brick houses. It's got some curve appeal. Um, so knowing exactly what you want. And then, um, aside from Zillow, there's uh Trulia, I'm sure you've heard of Trulia. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they have, and it's not perfect, but they have a, you can actually look and see, uh, what, how the crime is in certain areas. And so that's just to get a feel for the area. And I'm looking at a new area or a neighborhood. I'm like, Oh, this could be a good area to invest in. Uh, I type in that address and and I see where the crime is and I say, oh nope, not a good idea. Let's stay out of there. So um, yeah, just just those tips. Always look at just be looking at houses. Make it a habit and make it. Uh, um, you know, if 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 you do it more and more, you're just going to get really
0: excited about it. So, and it's not going to take you hours every day. You're looking at probably five or ten minutes at most because you know the market. You know when a property comes on because hey, I've already seen all ten of these. I already know them. Oh, here's a new one. So it's so much faster because you're into that market. Does that make is that right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, if you if you know your numbers really well, they have a calculator for the, for you at all the time um, that you can just quickly go through your numbers, see if it's even worth looking at. You know, you use the one percent rule. So if it doesn't even meet that, just just pass on by. And and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, doesn't take take a whole lot of time uh, if you know what you're looking for. But you can only know what you're looking for as long as if you look at it every day and kind of get a feel for the market.
0: That's great, Luke. Man, Luke, there are so many great things. I'm super excited for you. I'm rooting for you to get your next property. If anybody wants to reach out to Luke and to talk to him, you can find him in the student community. He, you can find him out there. Luke, thank you so much, man. I'm super excited that you're part of the Master Passive Income community and you are doing it, man. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Dustin. I appreciate it, man.
0: And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya.